Hey, 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 this is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. I'm back. Um, yes, it's about two weeks. Time really flies when you're having lots of fun. And actually, I was um, um, conflicted with what my, you know, my topic or what I'm, my episode's going to be about today because um, we just had a Mother's Day about two days ago. And I was thinking that um, I'm going to actually do something special for Mother's Day. But then I realized, you know what, I'm not ready to talk about it. I mean, something that happened in the past, and I'm not ready to talk about my relationship with my mom. So what I decided to do today is talk about lessons that we should learn in life at an early age. I mean, there's a lot of lessons out there, but I'm only going to you know, talk about few of them because I can't cover all of them. And the reason why I decided to do this is because there's a quote or a saying out there, with age comes wisdom. But for me as a young girl or a young kid, I want to have wisdom before age. I'm actually shy, quiet. I don't know if I was uh, timid. Maybe, maybe I was, but I'm one of those kids that's just very quiet. But as I got older, I started questioning things, you know, in my head and I became very inquisitive. No, I'm not one of those girl or little girls that's like, why is the sky blue? And why does the car, you know, why is the car move? It's not the, that's not the kind of stuff that I asked myself when I was a kid. It's, it's a different kind of stuff. It's actually more like, what is my purpose in life? I mean, every one of us has a purpose in life. Why were here I learned that there's life and death I've seen it around me so I started asking you know what my purpose in life why am I here what's the meaning of life or what life is about and at an early age I have also encountered hardships in life not just one there's a few so I think I came to understand that how do I make this better for me? Uh, I think I was like, what, 11, 12 years old, and I was already experiencing some of this. And I was like thinking, wow, I didn't know that life could be like a, a roller coaster. I mean, you have your highs, you have your lows, and then you have your like things that you don't expect that happens. And then it's just when you think that you're getting comfortable, something happens, and then you're like back at that vulnerable position or situation. And then you kind of wonder like, well, how do you get yourself out of it? So that's why I started maybe asking, you know, myself, what is, why am I here? What is my purpose? Um, I always believe that there's something bigger and higher than us you know I mean I know some people might not agree with me or or uh, might not believe that there's God but for me there you know I, I I've always known that there's something you know higher or a high force up there that is in uh, influencing us or can influence us or you know what I mean the only reason why I'm saying this is because as I uh, got to college obviously you know there's those uh, people that are into science and they were trying to explain to me like you know where we started you know from this little um, from what I remember I'm just trying to remember what it was from maybe like a little like I don't know parasites or something and then becomes human I mean it didn't convince me because obviously it didn't make sense to me <laughs> then there's those people I have spoke to in the past you know like um, long long time ago I have come across people who doesn't believe in God so you know they're atheist and if and if that's if that's the thing then I respect that but my thing is different than theirs you know I don't um, try to convince them of what I believe because for me that's wrong we all have different beliefs that's why we're all unique in our own ways and um 
For me too, I believe that the universe, the earth, the human life are all created because of there's something bigger out there. Anyways, going back to uh, my my podcast, I always, always um, thought that our perception is our reality. When I said that, it means that how you perceive things in life or our interpretation and then an understanding of the world directly really affects our beliefs and the way we live our lives. So it's very important that our perce- perception is spot on. And what I mean is that if you if your perception is off, that means your re- reality is also going to be off. You know what I mean? I actually, um, I just want to remind you guys that what I'm sharing with you guys is my thoughts from my experience and what I've seen out there and what I've learned. So this is a knowledge, this is a knowledge, cumulative knowledge that I have um, gained over what, maybe 50 years I'm here on earth. So um, I've also lived in two different countries, so many cultures, but the two main cultures that I've lived in or that I know that I have uh, kind of embodied in me are the Filipino culture and the American culture. You know, I take what's good out of the Filipino culture. I keep it and I take it with me and same thing with the American culture. Those are, you know, I mean, for every places you go to or um, every uh, people you would meet out there, there's there are different cultures. So for me, the main ones are the Filipino and the American cultures. I mean, they, uh, I, I don't take all of them. I just take what's good out of them and then make it my own and um, kind of like embody the good things about life. Because life is already hard if you really think about it. You know what I mean? So my point in this, the reason why I mention it is um, I'm only sharing this with you guys. It's because it's my knowledge that, you know, something to think about for you, like food for thoughts. I'm not trying to uh, convince anyone here otherwise, you know, because somebody might say, hey, what are you talking about? I disagree with your claim. Actually, (laughs) I'm not here to be doing that. What I'm just here is sharing my thoughts and knowledge, and it's up to you what you guys want to do with it. So going back to um, life is being hard, you know, like I said, in my childhood, you know, my childhood memory, I have already seen it and experienced it. So therefore, I know and I think I've heard it once before from someone. I don't know if it was my teacher in high school or maybe in college, but I, I've kind of like, a, you know, it kind of got stuck with. Basically, it goes like this. Life is hard, so don't make it more complicated. Simplify it like mathematics when you like solve a problem in mathematics you like you simplify the problem so that way you line them up so that way you can arrive to the right answer if you don't line up those numbers when you're adding or even subtracting it has its placement you know it has to be in the right placement if you don't do that you don't line them up and you don't try and simplify it to make it easy then you won't arrive to the right answer well for me the way i look at it the equation is life is already complicated why do we want to make it more complicated. So why don't we just simplify it? How do you do that? Well, there's a lot of things. For me, I'm inquisitive. I like to talk. I like to meet new people. I like to learn cultures. It's not just one culture, different cultures, different background, different race, different countries. That's why I love traveling. For example, if I see stuff on the pictures or maybe TV or I've heard stories about, you know, a place, let's say maybe Spain. And then I want to put myself in that place almost like when I was in high school 
kind of like wonder or what is it like to live in the medieval age to kind of experience it so that way i have a better understanding the culture and the hardships that those people have gone through around that time so going back to our perception is our reality the question is do you want your reality to be vast or narrow um to tell you the truth most people want more right because i for myself i want more i want to learn more i want to know more but then you know what there's also people out there that doesn't want to know i guess because they're afraid of what they're going to hear or what they're going to learn i'm pretty sure there are those people out there there's no way that everyone is like gung ho about learning who knows but anyways um learning and discovering is what we do but increasingly hard to understand is what you don't understand what i mean by that is when we actually you know sometimes i have to pause okay so that way cuz i'm trying to find the right word to explain it better so basically what i'm trying to say with what i just said learning and discovering is what we do but still it is hard to understand what you don't understand when i say about when we see things you think that you get it but then when somebody actually explain it differently give you a different light on that that issue or topic or or the situation then you're either going to understand it better because someone is now making you see it from a different perspective or you don't but for me for mo- most of the time if somebody truly welcome different perspectives because with different perspectives i can understand what are other people's thinking about of the same thing that we're seeing the beauty about life we can look at things from so many different ways so i could be looking at it in a way that you might not be looking at it but if we talk about it if we have a conversation about it and if we share ideas and thoughts and knowledge then we will have different understanding of of what this thing is that we're looking at you know whether it's an issue about our lives or or an issue that we have in our society it's always better to have a conversation about it and share ideas anyways going to um the perception our perception is our reality how do you actually learn to know things that you don't know well i think um i already gave you uh, one um answer one is like sharing ideas talking to people, having a conversation. Also, we can also do a research on it, you know? I mean, this day and age, you know, computer, our phones can pretty much get the information. All we just have to do is basically know how to research it. Actually, back in the old days, you know, we would have to go to the library, get the source, get the information there. We didn't have a computer that we have now. You know, we didn't have Google, you know, you can learn, now you can Google everything. We didn't have the Google back then. Back then when I was doing research, you know, whether it's high school or college, it's always like encyclopedia. It was my uh, best friend back then. You know, we did our uh, thesis, we did our like essays, research on topics or issues just by having to research it on encyclopedia or or the library. So, I remember back then it was got a lot of research. I mean, actually I'm so grateful and happy that I've learned that at an early age when I was in high school. They taught us that. And then because when we when I got to college, it's the same, you know, the same stuff that I have to do. And I, you know, I was like, wow, I didn't know that um the library is going to be my best friend back then. I'm forever grateful for that because I have good understanding why everyone should read, why everyone everyone should do research to kind of expand your knowledge on things or certain things then the thing that i also want to um talk about is that when you're having conversation with people 
I know, and I've seen this on the internet, you know, with the social media. Um, I think it gave people an excuse to be really rude to other people. I mean, I've seen it. Sometimes it's right in front of me, back and forth, or sometimes I'm in it. But that's why I don't want to, like, engage. But if I will engage, I will, like say things appropriately unless someone has a thin skin and they will get like really offended right away even if I worded things the proper way I mean I can't help people who have thin skin if they get offended or not I think those are uh, I'm not saying that something's wrong with it I'm not saying that I'm just saying that for those people that have a thin skin it doesn't matter what you say whether you're appropriate or not because you don't know what's going to trigger them you know or they're upset they're just going to be upset so the way I look at it that's not my fault maybe those people um, need to have self-reflection you know this whole thing that I'm doing an episode known is about self-reflection you know the things that we need in life you know self-reflect so that way we can be better but anyways and I did a lot of that when I was young so anyways um, so that way they can improve themselves so the reason why I'm mentioning this is because one of the stuff I thought I know everything in life right mm. When I hit college, then I got to college and then my teachers, you know, I have quite a few subjects that I was, you know, that actually it's very helpful in life. One of the, one of my teacher actually talked about, you know, constructive criticism. And when, when he said that, all I heard was criticism. And I was like, shoot, criticism, isn't that like a, you know, it's got a negative notion to it. I mean, do I even want to hear about what he's going to say, criticism? I mean, nobody wants to be criticized, right? But then maybe that's why I have a, th- a thick skin now. Because after he explained this to me or to us, you know, in the classroom, then I have a better understanding what he meant by constructive criticism. And we should welcome constructive criticism. Well, what is constructive criticism? So for all those folks out there that sometimes probably I'm going to use big vocabulary, which I don't want to, but these are the stuff that I want to make a point on. That's why I'm bringing it up. So what is constructive criticism? Well, it is the process of offering valid and well-reasoned opinions about the work of others. Okay, well, let me repeat that again. It's the process of offering valid, the big word right there is valid, and well-reasoned opinions about the work of others. Basically, let me just say it in a word that probably we better understand it, okay? It's basically to point out your mistakes to show how you can improve. So basically, constructive criticism is, you know, the reason why it's saying welcome constructive criticism is to point out our mistakes so that ways we can improve ourselves. Going back to that welcoming constructive criticism, okay? When I learned about it, I was kind of like standoffish. I was like, oh, do I even want to hear about this? But hey, I was in a classroom, right? So was I forced to like listen to it? Yes, maybe. But after my uh, lecture, after the teacher lecture about it, I was like very, very grateful because he gave a different perspective about criticism. And then I have now added more wisdom in me by looking at it from his perspective about constructive criticism. 
we need to understand that it's part of our lives. We need to make it part of our lives because if no one can talk to us and give us constructive criticism, then we can go on in our lives without knowing what our mistakes or where we need to be improving ourselves. So part of being here and part of life is growth. So if we're not growing, then we are at a standstill. I mean, obviously, that's not what I want for myself. Every day, I want to learn something new, something better, or that something that's going to make me better out there, and something that I can use to apply myself and to make my life easier. So that's why I always welcome constructive criticism, as long as obviously the person that's giving it to you is very, you know, saying it very respectfully. You know, and you and you know that they're not trying to attack you, or they're not criticizing you to make you feel bad, or you know what I mean. I mean, you can tell when somebody gives you um, their opinions or advice. You can tell by the delivery and the content of what they're saying to you. So that's when you know that hey, you should have boundaries. And it doesn't matter whether it's boundaries amongst friends, you know, between you and your friends or between you and your, you know, children or between you and your um, spouse. You should always have boundaries. So that way there's some level of respect between your relationship with these people in your life. Okay, I could go on and on and we're going deep into this. The most important part of welcoming constructive criticism is actually understanding that it's okay to be wrong. Now remember, the important part of constructive criticism, when you welcome it, and then somebody, you know, giving their different perspective on things to you, then obviously you're going to come into this, oh, the aha moment, oh, I never see it from that standpoint. But now I understand. So when you have that moment, then that's the important part of it. You're understanding that it's okay to be wrong because when you don't understand that it's okay to be wrong, then you're not growing and then you become defensive. So when you're defensive, then obviously what do you do? Instead of you learning, you basically shut down and then you go into what? Human nature, attack mode. Because now you're defensive and you're going to do what? Instead of you welcoming the um, advice and, you know, for you to gain knowledge and wisdom to kind of help you in life, you shut down and then you become what? Now you become, you know, you're going to do the offense rather than defense. Well, no, no, no. I didn't say that right. You're going to, you know, you, when you become defensive, you become an offense kind of, you know, you do offense, you know, offensive action or you say things that are going to try to uh, attack the other person. Then you're not in the learning mode anymore. I hope that makes sense or I hope you guys understand that. <laughs> anyway, in error, there is growth and growth is what we want. Remember, When we're growing, we're gaining more wisdom in life. And part of growth is accepting that we are wrong sometimes, or maybe most of the time. That's why we always have, you know, that's why we always should have conversation with folks, understanding where they're coming from or their their perspective on, on things. 
So that way you're gaining more knowledge. You're gaining more wisdom. Okay. That's, that's basically our perception is our reality. Second thing I want to tap on is this thing about everything is temporary. I'm going to say it again. Everything is temporary in life. And why did I say that? Because if you think about it, it's a cycle, right? We are born, then we live our life. Then you don't know, you know, you get married. You don't know if it's forever. I mean, is there such thing as forever? Yes, you know, for some people, but it's not always forever. That's marriage, okay? If you think about it, your relationship with your kids, it's the same the same way. You could be, you know, you could have a good relationship with your children now, but who knows, as the kids get older, the relationship might go sour. How do you deal with that? So you have to know how to cope or how to approach it or how to fix it. And the same thing with our career, with our life. We could be here, you know, one day and then gone the next. Nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary in life. So that's why it's more reason for us to be more grateful of what we have. So if you think about it, our good times are temporary and our bad times are also temporary. Therefore, when we're up in life, we should enjoy it and be grateful for it. And when we're down, Just remember that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Remember that. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I remember when I was going through my hardships. Obviously, I did a lot of thinking. I did a lot of talking to myself too. And some of the stuff that I um, thought would be like, for me, I always like, okay, I, you know, when I need to get through something, I usually ask for, for help, talk to myself higher up there. I always like, maybe what would you call it? I mean, maybe you would call it like psyching yourself, you know, psyching your mind. Okay. You know, I always tell myself, Mary, don't worry. This thing is all is also going to pass this situation or this bad, you know, whether it's good or bad, you know, it is, you know, if it's good, then you have, you don't have to worry about it, right? You don't have to complain about it. But if it's bad, then you're like, you need to remind yourself. For me, I guess that's my coping skills, calming myself. I, I, you know, for me, I'll be like, this thing is also going to pass. You need to be able to know how to cope. So that way you can calm yourself down and you can think clearly, you know, and if you're not thinking clearly, obviously it comes with this bad decision or decisions. <laughs> so anyways, that's one of the stuff that um, I see things that we can't dwell on things in life. And also another thing is that I've always asked, what's the meaning of life? What's my purpose in life? Why am I here? And then at an early age, I think I was also probably in my teen years. Where do I want to go after college or after high school? I mean, especially after high school. Who, who's Mary is? Who am I? You know, am I going to go to college? Yes, I want to go to college. I want to be independent. I want to be strong. I want Mary Lee to rely on Mary Lee. But so anyways, the way I see it is like life is like a roller coaster. We have our ups and we have our downs. And then sometimes it will throw you on the twist and turns. Also, sometimes it can go backwards. And I call the backwards like a setbacks in life. Like, for example, you made a mistake. But for whatever reason, you made that same mistake twice. When you should have, you know, I mean, it's, it's basically, it's, it's one of those things that you should have learned it the first time, not to make the same mistake twice. But if that ever happened to you, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's okay. It's just a setback. You just need to look at it as a setback. 
And if it's a setback, you can always fix it. Just know and remember that you don't want to happen again, you know, especially for the third time. Anyways, also, one of the stuff that uh, uh, the way I look at life, I remind you once again, this is just my thoughts that I'm sharing with you guys. And basically, I call it food for thought. So some people might agree. Some people might also disagree with me. And that's okay. I'm cool with that. I just thought that maybe sharing with you is okay. So for those people that would welcome it and for those people that would be like thinking about it, it might help them. And if it helps them, well, then that's good. It's one person who have the aha moment, then that's worth it for me. I've always heard that, you know, there's a saying, life is about the journey. I think I was in high school when I heard that quote. And I like it. I mean, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, somebody just said that. Life is a journey. I mean, how is it a journey? I start thinking about it. But then you kind of start asking, what do you mean life is a journey? Then they say what it is. And then that's when I have the aha moment. Oh, okay. I agree with you. Life could be a journey. Or maybe life is about the journey. We have to basically learn and try to enjoy the process. Some people, I think when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I used to hear it from kids in high school. Mostly from what I know, teenagers don't talk to their parents about like deep stuff. You know, they'll talk to their friends more about it first before the parents. Now, times have changed. Remember, I'm 50. So when I was in high school, that was like, I don't know three, almost four decades ago, or when I was a teen. So times have changed and I've seen it, you know, obviously. Now it's probably different. Like for me, I know that what I have experienced when I was uh, a child or when I was a teenager, I, you know, when I went through uh, hardships, I don't want my kids to experience it or, or, I mean, you can't prevent it, but you don't want them to experience it or especially making bad decisions. So therefore I always remind them that we have open communication and constructive criticism is a must in life that if I were to say something to them they shouldn't take it to the heart the only reason why I'm giving them the constructive criticism is because I care about them and I love them I've seen my friends you know make bad decisions whether it's relationship you know like boyfriend relationship or parents relationship or just making an everyday you know decisions in life they made bad decisions you know obviously um they need to vent out so i like i would like to listen you know for me i can just never judge i can just give my uh, honest opinion of what would be best for them and then obviously i will tell them whether uh, they like what they want to hear or not it's my honest opinion give them the tool to make better decisions that was back in high school when I have all these talks with my uh, girlfriends. Or actually, when I got older, the same thing with, you know, male friends that I have in the past. So anyways, moving on. Let's move on to the next one over here, okay? Because we're on a time limit here. I don't want to go on and on. But these are the stuff that I'm just like sharing with you guys because there's these are the stuff that I live by, you know, or keep in mind as I go through life. You know, that's why when people say or complain that, hey, life is hard, I'm having problems, I don't know how to fix it. We're in a situation that people just start 
um, voicing out what's worrying them, obviously because it's coming out of their mouth, then for me, it's the opposite. I'm, I'm more calm. I can think clearly. You know, I can't panic. Anyway, I believe that there is a lesson in everything. When we say life is about the journey, we should learn and try to enjoy the process. In that too, there's a lesson in everything that we could learn from. I think people forget to appreciate what they have when they take things for granted. So that's why we shouldn't really take things for granted. But we don't realize we're taking things for granted unless somebody points that out to us. I mean, I have experienced that. It's one of those things that the way I approach it, if someone's going to take me for granted or someone is taking someone for granted, then for me, it's better, you know, how do you know? Because obviously you say that this is what the problem you have to come up with a solution i'm a problem solver for me it's like when there's an issue or a problem we have to have a solution so that way we don't repeat the same thing over and over we want to like move forward all the time not in like cycle of circle over and over back you know going back and forth not moving forward so um i usually just kind of remind the person that hey um you're taking someone for granted and then obviously somebody would probably or that person would probably say, no, I'm not. That's kind of like a, a defensive uh, response, which is normal because we're human, right? And maybe, you know, maybe for that person, they don't realize it. But that's why it's always good to point it out. The word is, if someone takes you for granted, point it out. If you don't point it out, then they don't know about it. Because sometimes those people, they don't even realize that they're taking things for granted. And then if you're in a relationship or a situation like that, then point it out. You know, obviously think of a better way or appropriate way of saying it so the person doesn't get offended. Just be nice about it, I guess. You know, you can always, you know, you can always say it in force or you can always say it in a nice way. Well, if you say it in a nice way, you might get far rather than by force. <laughs> oh my goodness. One of the stuff that also uh, appreciating life is and not taking not not taking things for granted like this is again still under the everything is temporary. The only reason why I'm mentioning this is because when you uh, take things for granted obviously that person that you're taking things for granted is going to have a realization and then that person will leave. So, you know, whether, and, and also that's whether um, a relationship with your kids, your spouse or your friends, you know what I mean? You should never take things for granted. You know, everything is temporary. The stuff is that the thing about this is recognizing the full worth of your hardships and overcoming it is key to appreciating the journey. You know what I mean? So basically, let me repeat that. Recognizing the full worth of your hardships and overcoming it is a key to appreciating the journey. For me, when I have experienced the hardships in my life, and then obviously I come up with a solution, and that's the overcoming part of it. Well, the key with that is appreciating the journey. Because if I don't appreciate the journey, then I'm going to make the same mistake again. Or if I don't learn from it, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to make the same mistake again. So if you have gone through hardships and you overcome it, then we should learn from it. Basically what happened with me, when I learned from it, then I can change what would come ahead that's going to be another hardship and direct my future or my choices 
to make it easy for me. So that way my life is easier. Also, once you have come to a realization that this is what happened to you, we should always stay humble, you know, stay humble, being humble, being grateful of who we have and what we have in our lives as well as who we are becoming. So what what I mean by that is that by being humble, it humanizes us and we are more relatable when we are humble. Because when we're also humble, then people out there can see that, hey, we're also more approachable. You know what I mean? Think by being humble, it's just more attractive than being an a-hole. Excuse my French. You know what I mean? I mean, I've seen people that have come from nothing, then they move up, they started gaining materialistic things, money, status, people in life. And then once they're up there, they have become, I don't know, (laughs) I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to say the word, but then what's coming into my mind right now is like the, the word D. They have become very, it's almost like a bridezilla, okay? Sometimes, you know, those women who's getting married and then they request this, request that to a point that they're not even themselves. They're requesting too much that's impossible. And when when a person gets to that point, they're like intolerable. And when they're intolerable, then the way I look at it, they're almost like possessed. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyways, the lesson that I'm trying to convey here is always be humble in life. Whether you're up here, you're down here, or you're in between. For me, when I see someone who's very successful, who's got the status, who's got, you know, obviously the cars, the house, the this and that, and they're humble, then for me, it's more attractive that way, you know. I mean, I'm more appreciative of that person because I know how people can lose themselves by being up here and then looking at the people down them below. It's like a, the biggest thing that we really need to uh, think about. You know, you, you know when someone's humble, stuff that comes out of their mouth, things that they say, their outlook in life, I mean, it gives it all away. But also there's those people who's probably going to be pretending to be humble. <laughs> you know, that's easy to spot, like the pretender. Okay. Once again, everything is temporary in life, right? Even our relationship, you know, like I said, with your, you know, family, with your spouse, with your kids, everything is temporary. Always nurture the relationship because if it's temporary, then maybe in a blink of an eye, it's gone. And for me, actually, I've always come across those people who's so fixated on making a lot of money, gaining all the materialistic things in life, but then they don't realize when you gain all this stuff and then, you know, including the status, you don't really... um, You know, you can't really take those with you when you're dead, you know, because when you're dead, what matters is what you put out in this world, you know, whether you made a difference in someone's life or not. That's what matters, you know, what matters here is what you made someone feel. And for me is nothing is permanent except love. So if you put love, if if you give out love out there to your friends, to your family, to a stranger who probably just needs someone to uh, make them feel um, special or important. You know, you're giving love. And then those people, you're going to make an impact more on those people. But like I said, the materialistic things can't take it with us in another life. 
Okay, next lessons in life that we should actually learn is the importance of being present. When I say the importance of being present is basically with the social media, with technology, it's so easy for us to neglect or I wouldn't say ignore because you're probably not, you know, we're probably not doing that purposely, ignoring. You know, it's just like we have no self-awareness of what's around us because we're so busy and consumed by the technology that we have in the home or at your hand, you know, like your iPhone, etc. So actually, there's a quote here from Lao Tzu, and it goes like this. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. That's so beautiful. When I saw that one, I was like, yes, I get it. It's speaking my language. It's talking to me. Yeah, it's so true though. If you are depressed, that means you're living in the past. You, you know, I think that's what's making you upset because you don't want to change. You want what you have in the past. So that's why it probably it said you're living in the past. And if you're anxious, that means you are living in the future. You're worrying so much about the future that is making you anxious. But if you are at peace yourself, at peace of where you are in life, that means you are living in the present. That's why it's very important to be in the present. Because when you're present, you see things. You see a lot of things you know, whether it's in your home or outside your home, but you, you just see things and then you start appreciating things because if you, if you don't appreciate things, then life is just going to go by you. And then the next thing you know, you're old and then you have regrets because life went by you so fast, you don't even know what's in between, you know, what happens in between your life. So live in the moment. It's, of course, it's human nature to worry about what's to come. I mean, don't get me wrong, but dwelling on it, on something that's already happened, it's very, very unproductive. Somebody told me that once and then I get it. When that person told it to me, I thought about it and then I understood it. Then I apply it to myself. I can't help the things that are out of my control. So if it's about things that I don't want to change, then I'm not going to dwell on it because I can't control it. It's just going to stress me out and it's unhealthy and very, very unproductive. Also, it will consume uh, you and hinder you from living in the present. And when it consumes you, obviously, you're not seeing what's happening around you, whether, you know, appreciating your kids or your spouse or the things that you have in life. So it's very important to know that moments turn into memories and the memories we take with us are eternity. So always, always enjoy the moment while you have it. I always remind my family, not just my kids, but also my husband, because with my schedule and my husband's schedule, we're both busy running what? few businesses, three kids, especially I have two swimmers who doesn't drive yet, two teenagers that are doing competitive swimming and they don't drive yet. Obviously, I get caught up with my hectic schedule or even them too, that sometimes you forget that, hey, wait a minute, just driving with my kids in the car, even though it's sometimes, what, four to five hours straight from one, one errands to another, I remind myself, these are the moments that I should look into in a positive ways because these are memories for me. Because once they're out of the house, I'm probably going to be missing them. I'm probably going to be thinking, wait a minute, I miss the good old days when I'm just driving, 
that six hours going from one city to another, picking them up, dropping them off, picking the other one, doing the same thing. Basically, it's a repeat cycle over and over, day in and day out. I try to find the good in every situation. So that's why probably I don't complain. I mean, I talk about it because I want people to be aware that, hey, you know, I I don't have the time or the extra time to just kick it. But just me talking about it doesn't mean it's a negative thing. It's just giving awareness out there. I find the good things in that moment or that situation because those are memories that I can take with me. And obviously, since we can take materialistic things, when we die, we take our memories in eternity. So those are the stuff that I just treasure. Okay, I already told you guys that living in the past is unproductive. I'm not going to go over it again because I hope you guys get it. And one of the stuff that we already talked about, a few lessons here, I'm going to just like um, cap on it again. Basically, our perception is our reality. And what? Second one is everything is temporary. And then now is the importance of being present. Well, all of this stuff is being able to reflect on yourself and on your past. There's benefits to doing this. And the benefits is also learning from your mistake so that way you don't repeat your mistake. It's almost like there's a saying out there, history repeats itself. I truly believe in that. Well, for us, we can always keep repeating our mistakes if we don't learn from it. See here... Knowing the importance of how to grieve or cope and the process of it and overcoming it. That's, you know, when I say that, it's basically overcoming adversity in your life or anything that you come across with that put you in a situation where you didn't think that you were going to get out of it. We have to um, know the importance on how to uh, get over it or cope with it. Obviously, you have to have a plan to be able to learn how to cope. And then knowing the process of how you get over that hardship. Once you're done with it, it's like you can say that, hey, you overcome that. You know what I mean? The important part of this is that some of the people that I have um, come across with or have met in life. This is why it's so beautiful. You know, every one of us is different and every one of us comes with different walks of life with that experience, et cetera, et cetera. I have learned that if it's easy for me to cope with things, there are some people out there that it's hard for them. And then sometimes I sit here when I um, talk to those people or have a conversation with those people, I would have that aha moment that I would have come to a realization, wow, okay, this person is having a hard time with this situation or this issue. Well, maybe I can help this person. Maybe if I just, you know, let this person see from my perspective, that person might have an aha moment. And then in the future, that person might learn how to um, cope with things. You know what I mean? So that's why I always make myself available for people that have problems, you know, with hardships and grieving. And I mean, if somebody approach me and I'm available and I feel like that I can make a difference in someone else's life, then I will help out. Especially when I know I'm good at something. A perfect example, you know, I, I think I've, I've said this in the past What's my strength is probably someone else's uh, 
weakness and vice versa. I think I'm good at learning how to cope with things, finding the solution, solving a problem, because that's just my my mindset, that thought process in my head. There are times too, by the way, that I'm in a situation where I'm stuck. And if I'm stuck, I will seek, you know, someone else's advice or opinions. And then maybe they have some knowledge and uh, important things to share me where I can get myself out of that uh, obstacles that I'm stuck. And so therefore, I welcome other people's um, advice or opinion. I actually, uh, I don't think I ever turned down someone, you know, as far as giving me advice, unless the advice is nonsense. If the advice or their opinions you know, that they're giving me is nonsense. I, I just I just can't deal with nonsense. I think that comes with um, realizing that in life, there's bigger things out there that I need to worry about rather than that nonsense. It's just me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be rude. And I'm not going to not say anything either because I don't want that person to be go on living, you know, doing stupid stuff. I mean, remember, if I say it, that means I care about, you know, about you. That's why I'm trying to like... Put it to your attention so that way you would know that hey maybe you need to do some adjustments in life don't get offended that's just my you know that's just me you know maybe some people they don't like you know they don't welcome that well that's fine but if that's the case don't take it personally because i'm not judging you know what i mean basically we really have to balance because if we don't balance then obviously things will go wrong you know things are chaotic around us and who wants chaotic I definitely or sure don't want chaotic, you know. I want to, like I said, I want to simplify my life. So, yeah, part of this is balancing, um, taking the, the time to reflect, you know, to prioritize um, what we want in life or what we want in the future. And obviously, um, living in the present, always live in the present. Two more lessons that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to actually speed through the whole thing. You know, I'm not going to go into it in details. The next lessons that we really should um, learn is that uh, investing in ourselves or investing in yourself and your children. And the reason why I said children is because, you know, you know, for those folks that have kids, I'm going to tell you why I said that. Um, but then for those folks who doesn't have any kids, then obviously just invest in yourself. In life, we should always really try to improve ourselves. Every day we should be learning something new, something that's going to, add growth to ourselves to make us grow as a person, whether that's um, kicking bad habits and creating good ones or self-evaluating ourselves. Those are the things that's important in life. And when I said self-evaluation for improvement, what that means is that um, the reason why I'm saying this is because if you're not improving or if you're not self-evaluating yourself, to improve you, then you're not growing. And like I said before, that if you're not growing, then you're at a standstill. That means you halt your, um, I guess, growth in life, you know. For me, I'm always like moving forward, forward. I try not to go backward and I try not to go, and I try not to be in standstill. So that's why I'm always seeking what's out there for me so I can like grow, whether that's for my career, whether that's for our business, or whether that's for um, how I handle my kids, or, you know, my relationship with my spouse, or my siblings. 
share that with uh, other people. Like, for example, you know, the people that's close to me, you know, people that obviously that I care. So if I'm saying stuff to you, that means I care about you. Like, you know, like um, my, my, my siblings, you know, obviously they don't know everything. And I also don't know, every, you know, everything. But there are some knowledge that I could share with them that they can probably use to improve themselves. And, and obviously in the beginning, probably there's some like defensive behavior there. If I were to like word it properly, and let them know where I'm coming from and explain why I'm doing it, then they will have a better understanding. It's actually for their own goods. So this also applies to your kids. I'm, I think for my, for my children, I've always, what I do to myself, I kind of try to do to them too. So if I'm, you know, talking about improving myself, I also share that to them, that they should improve themselves too. They should be growing and moving forward all the time. And for me, I when I say invest in your kids, is that with all this social media, with all the technology, the modern technology we have, the TVs, you know, the the all the material things that we have in life, you know, we forget sometimes to be living in the present. And then we forget our kids, you know, especially with work. So for me, I'm always reminding myself, okay, I know I'm busy. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then I got to do this again. And I got to do that to my other business. And then there's my husband. But then I always remind myself, I cannot neglect my kids. Because if I do, then what they're experiencing now is what will they become when they get older. What that means is that if I don't invest in a relationship with my kids now, then I'm teaching them basically to do the same thing to their kid. I'm teaching them life lessons already. I'm giving them the fast forward of what life is about, like a crash course. Maybe it took me 50 years to know what I know. That 50 years of knowledge, I'm giving it to them in like what, two, three, five years. That's what I actually say to them. Moving forward, let's let's uh, talk about being happy takes work. That's the next thing that uh, we should really learn at an early age in life. Being happy. I mean, it's seems like the happiest people are the ones who work the most on themselves, correct? It's true. That is so true. You know why? It's because those people that are happy, they have already, you know, figured out what life is about because that means they worked on themselves already. Like I worked on myself at, at an early age or at a young age because I told you at a young age, I was questioning what life is about or what is the meaning of life. And so I started having ideas. And then from there, it went from making a choice and making a decision of the things that I want to change in life. So that way I can put out a better version of me out there. So right there is self-reflection. And when you do that, that means you've worked already on yourself. I also think that happiness means at some point you decided to take control of your life that you have already chose wisely to uh, work on yourself. And then once you worked on yourself, then you right there, it's basically, you know, having the control of your life because now you're making, we're always making choices in life, but you've worked on your choices and maybe most of them are good choices. And so if it's good choices, then it's working for you. It's working for your best interest rather than against you. Let's continue with, Working on ourself equals happiness. Then there's also the opposite of that, which is it can also create sadness. When you are working on yourself, don't compare yourself with others. 
Because once you compare yourself with others, you're never going to be happy. If you compare yourself with what you have compared to others, you know, you're just setting yourself for disappointment. What I mean is that we should always work at our own pace. And if we are going to work on ourselves, or for me, if I'm going to work on myself, I'm only working on Mary's time and Mary's pace, whatever I'm comfortable with. I'm not going to go look at friend A over there and friend B over there and compare myself to them because their lives are theirs and my life is mine. And their success and their measurement of how they measure success is their perception of satisfaction and what's my um, definition of success and how I measure it, it's for me. So don't look at other people. Just look at yourself. And it's better that way. So that way you're not have all this distraction as well as you're on straight line. And your goal is to improve yourself, not improve yourself because of what others have. You know, there's a lot of people that um, probably does this because I've seen it. They, they start comparing probably themselves with the others. And then there comes jealousy after that. That's why for me, at a young age, I told myself, jealousy is evil. Being jealous of your sister, being jealous of your brother, being jealous of because of what people have. It's like, it's evil. It's, it's playing in my mind and it's going to poison my mind. So in order for me to stick to what is good, I have to focus on myself. I cannot distract myself from what other people have so I try to not compare myself with them I always compare myself to myself when I'm trying to improve myself it's a race for me it's an improvement that I want to do for myself and I'm not basing it on other people but like I said this is just me sharing my knowledge and what I know you guys might have a different perspective or different opinion what I'm just sharing with you is food for thought Create awareness. You, you may or you may not agree with me. And that's okay. We have different perspective or outlook in life. And that's also okay. That's the beauty of life. So folks, we should learn these lessons in life at an early age. There's always a solution for every problem. It's how you look at it. You have to find a solution. Okay, that is Mary's knowledge to share to you all out there. I hope you guys enjoy it. Maybe somewhere out there, someone might learn something from it. Well, folks, I'm saying goodbye. And guess what? It's one of those things that live life to the fullest because we only have one life to live. <laughs>